Weird and tiny, huh? Hi. Hi. I'm Inspector Roberts. I'd appreciate a look around your waxwork, if that would be convenient. Yes, of course. Why? This young man claims that he and some friends visited here last night, and, uh, well, they've disappeared. <laughs> well, come on in, please. Welcome back to Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review Podcast. I am Loki Jesse. And with... I'm Tim. <laughs> oh, did I jump the gun? I'm sorry about that. I was almost going to steal Raven's uh, skit, which is like, quiet, I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to do. Not, not going to steal the skit. Yes, Tim is with me. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, it is why people love you. <laughs> We're getting a lot of fan mail. In fact, somebody sent you, I got in the... Somebody, uh, yeah, some female sent you her panties. Well, yeah, I know. Thank you, appreciate that. Yeah, but you're already taken. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they disappeared mysteriously. <laughs> yeah, they did. There's something wrong in the mailbox, in the inbox. Sorry. Oh man, how you been? Good, man. Good. Can't complain. Yeah, it's been a while since uh, we recorded. Um, that's on my fault. No, you're like, good. Well, yeah, but no, but it's like, you know, I was traveling a bit these past few weekends, going to um some badass conventions. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, it was so fun, dude. Like, you and your girl already um, meet, oh, God, we should, when you get a chance, you should go to conventions, or just go to the bass drop and the, the gas station for the Days from Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, dude, like, you, the brisket is- The food looked great. It's great, dude. It's yeah. It's so great. And they have- Well, they um, have to be. Yes. And they have oh yeah, it's made from people. That's true. Excuse me. <laughs> and they um they have movie nights. Like they have like a little like podium. Yeah. For they show like the the movies at night from a projector. So that's sick. You should totally like check that out if we ever have every if you ever have vacation time. Um but yes, uh now we're back in the studio. And I chose to talk I um I said let's do wax work because we yeah. haven't um it's eighties. It's got a lot of things in it. Um, also, Zach Gaddickfin of mm-hmm. Gremlins, who, honestly, I don't know what other movies he's been in, aside from this one. And it's kind of like he took a break from acting, and he, because I didn't see him in the film until Hatchet 3, so I don't know what else he's Did done. Did he come out of this one? I've only watched the first one. Uh, and Gremlins? The Hatchet. Yeah, he came out of the I've, third one. I've heard that like those movies are essentially just like, um, yeah. nostalgia yeah like bait yeah yeah they're yeah. great i saw well, i saw like the first 30 minutes of the hatchet movie oh wow and i was like is that freddy yeah i was like is that fucking kane i was like holy shit who the fuck is that <laughs> yeah like, candy man oh yeah. shit there's a bunch of like oh shit look at that yeah, hey, it's a bunch that. of throwbacks so. yeah it's pretty cool yeah and um but yeah but sack is um in part three oh. so and um and uh, I, and yeah, in between that, I don't know what else he's done. Um, I know he's probably done something, but I don't know what. Yeah. And also, um, you know what? Uh-huh. He seems familiar now. No, because I was watching the entire movie, thinking, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Like, yeah. He's oh, so he's from the guy from Gremlins. Yeah. He's a kid from Gremlins. Yeah, he's Billy. Damn, I didn't know that. I know, I didn't know that either. It's yeah. his, it's his hair. He didn't have that. That, that that curly hair, he yeah. was kind of like you know like you, I was thinking it was kind of he looked like he, you know he kind of looks like Ben Savage. You know oh, Ben Savage is? Yeah. 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 
He kind of looks like him. Ben said uh, Wonder Years. Yeah, and like Corey. Corey. All those guys kind of look the same. <laughs> white people in general. But <laughs> sorry about that. I mean, That's okay, man. That's okay. We're, like I was scared of uh, when I was driving through the, the Texas country to get to Bastro. Yeah. It was like a huge stretch of country. And I'm just like thinking like, shit, I do not want to cross any white people here. Like <laughs> they would tell me like, you know, you list your way to Mexico, boy, or something like so. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad. That, way to Mexico, boy. <laughs> you never know. Or essay. Essay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Beaner. You know, yes dude seriously <laughs> you know how here yeah and, and like not just like well, like in laredo and san antonio where they got stripes in 7-eleven yeah 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 Yeah, over oh and in texaco and uh valero uh-huh. like over there they got loco paco what yeah they have a quarter stores called loco paco loco paco yeah and their mascot is a jalapeno with a mexican oh my hat god that that's hilarious. That is their like I guess very high key raises. I I I oh yeah yeah we also have yum so yes so um here in here in Laredo and in San Antonio we got Seven Eleven yeah. stripes uh shells Valero all these other gas station corner stores yeah, well, we're, and over there they yeah, got well, we're a fucking border town we have yeah. to have them and over there in the middle of the middle of Texas yeah. Between San Marcos and Bastrop and probably New Brownsville, uh-huh. they got Loco Paco. Loco Paco. Yeah. Yeah. L-O-C-O and then P-O-C-O. Wow. I know. That's hilarious. It's. Oh, and we also got the, the QT. Well, they have that in San Antonio. Yeah. QT. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I guess it's a family owned business. If they make It would make sense if they, I hope they are. But, but it was like. It was like in the stretch of the places, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> damn. It would have been so funny if I got down to use the bathroom there. Yeah. You shouldn't have. <laughs> Don't. That definitely sounds like a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Aquí están los tacos. El puto. El puto, you want some tacos, man? Go some queso. It's like, it's like the whitest man with like a fake mustache and a sombrero. <laughs> El puto. Oh, on Saturday when I was coming back from yeah. from New Brownsville was like you know like I passed by San Antonio and I stopped by um I called it Lido but it's pronounced Lido or Lido Lyle uh, Lyle yes yeah I don't know why I say Lido but this that's right um, teach their own. I stopped at the Bill Miller there because I kind of had a craving for brisket yeah and I never liked the brisket from Bill Miller but I'm like fuck it like I'm just gonna t-. and it tasted pretty good but the sides they had it. They had the Mexican rice, the orange rice, Mexican mm. rice. They had it listed as Spanish rice. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, every other place it's Mexican rice. It's just Mexican rice. <laughs> they it's Spanish rice. Hey, bro. It's. Ya tu sabe, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was good. I don't food, like though. the food from Bill Miller's. I don't like it either, but I was just like, I didn't want to get a burger. I just yeah. like, wow, I like something different. I, yeah, I kind of need like a, a brisket fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather get like Boosies. What? Bussies. Bussies? Bussies. Where's that? Bucky's. Bucky's. I've never been to Bucky's. You never been to Bucky's? No. no. I passed go, by. Go to the big one. Go to the big one. The little the little ones are cool, but uh-huh. like the big one. I think um I like, think it's a little overrated, but I still like it. I think a few weeks ago, um some of my coworkers um 
Juan, Eddie, and um, Ram, they were talking about. Yeah. Juan was just basically um, talking about just driving to Bucky's, just going there. Yeah. And then coming back. People do that shit. Wow. It's good. The oh. the food is, um, the uh, you know what I get always all the time I go there? Um, obviously beer because it's cheap. Really? Um, and uh, the collages, ganages, is it ganages? Collages. It's the bread with the cheese and the and the and the German sausage in there. Oh, okay. They're fucking delicious. Oh wow! And they have like a bunch of food. It's like a it's like the size of like a fucking Target. Yes, that's what and, I heard. And um, it's fucking great. And some people literally just go to like really yeah to buy shit from Boosies. Oh well, so I'll give, I'll give it a shot one day. One day I'll give it a shot. I'm just yeah. like so like enamored to go. To my destination that I don't even unless you yeah. really have to take a piss like I won't. You'll be by. there for like forty minutes if you if you if you come down like yeah. There's a lot of things to look at. <laughs> yeah. I was like give it a shot. Yeah, it, I normally stop if I'm going to San Marcos. Yeah, because my ass is like up at six in the morning trying to get everybody in the car. Yeah, so like I'll I'll get to San Mar I'll like get to the outside of San Antonio by like maybe ten thirty. Ooh. So, like, all the river stuff doesn't start till, like, maybe 11-ish. Uh -huh. So, we got some time to, like, cool go over there and do their stuff. Oh, wow. So, wax work. So, um, summary of the film or plot details or stuff. So, um, the film is about a group of college kids that are invited to visit um, a waxwork museum. Sorry, starting there. In the middle of the night. And six friends go... Uh, Sarah, China, Tony, um, uh, Mark, Mark, that was his name. That was I feel like it's Mark. Mark, I have yeah. His name was Mark, and they all go to the exhibit. They are greeted at the door by a little person, and they are introduced into the wax museum. And little do they know, is that each each piece is a portal that transports them into the the setting. Of the wax, of the wax figures. So Tony gets into a werewolf setting. China gets into a Dracula vampire setting. And then the only ones that don't fall in are Mark and Sarah. They end up leaving. Mark is kind of like obsessed with China. But she, um, yeah, she's not into him. She's a player. So, um, like, you know, a girl's got to, you know, she's one of those girls, you know. She's a good girl, but, you know, she needs somebody to tie her down. Anyway, um, so then the next day, Mark gets worried that none of them have showed up. He goes to his other friends. They're just probably saying that they hooked up. Mark doesn't believe it. He goes to the cops. The cops go to the wax museum to investigate. Uh, they find nothing suspicious. Later, the lead investigator of a missing people person's case goes to the museum. He ends up getting stuck in the figure in the mummy exhibit. And then Mark and Sarah, like, dig deep into the creator of the Wax Museum, a Mr. Lincoln, who they find out has ties to Mark's great-grandfather, who died mysteriously. They go to meet a friend of, of Mark's grandfather, uh, Sir Nigel, who tells them the history of the Wax Museum, and that Mr. Lincoln sold his soul to the devil, and he's basically looking, he basically stole 18 artifacts and he recreates those artifacts into wax museums and he needs 18 people to sacrifice to go into the pieces so that way all these living figures can start invading the world and attacking. 
So Mark and Sarah decide they're going to go burn down the museum. But Sarah is easily seduced and tempted into the Marquis de Sade exhibit while Mark gets pushed into the zombie exhibits. Um, Mark is able to free himself to go rescue Sarah in the Marquis exhibit, but Sarah is so enamored by the pain and the lust of getting whipped and chained that it takes her a while to, you know, for the spell to break. They eventually escape. But they are caught by Mr. Lincoln, the butler, and uh, the little person. And Mark's two other friends show up and they get pushed into the figures, which causes all the exhibits to come alive and attack. And then Sir Nigel shows up with the cavalry. And it is a a slugfest, I'll say. (laughs) And um, it ends with a fire and a big explosion and Mark and Sarah escape while all the pieces are destroyed. Except for one moving hand. Yep. So that's the wax work. And what did you think? This was your first time seeing it, right? Uh, like, yes, this is the first time I see this. Every, um, it, it was very much like a, uh, okay, so I liked it. Yeah. I, I, I love, we've talked about this yes. in detail already. I love this type of fucking movies. Um, it, it gave me a lot of vibes of like, um, like Tales from the Crypt. Yes. Uh, I almost wanted the entire movie to be just the vignettes. Yes. That I could have done without the story. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> I almost feel like the vignettes were so freaking done well. Yes. And they had, they were done, they were acted very well too. And then the actual story of the movie kind of lacked behind that. Yeah. Until they ramped it up to the end. Like, yeah. the ending was just, hilarious i fucking loved it i see why it's a rated r movie because <laughs> it was really bloody yeah um i feel that they cut some of that blood out because it if it, it feels like it could have been more it feels like they, they cut back on some of the gory scenes yeah especially when um china is killing the the, the, the brides they they yeah they kind of skipped over that yeah a little they jumped over the fact that she was very much just like blowing them up and it was just like blood thrown at her yeah it's just hilarious though it was, dude. Um, my favorite was the werewolf one. Yeah, the, the very first one was done very well. Yeah. And I, I almost wanted the, like, I almost wanted, yeah, the actors, like, I guess the main cast to be, like, a little bit more believable. Yeah. In, like, the, the role playing of it. Yes. But I, I guess they, like, that was, those asking for too much. Yeah. But the werewolf, the, the guy that turned into the werewolf, I forgot. I, I know he's like a super like famous actor now. He was in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he yeah he's dwarf. Gimli. Yes. He's Gimli. I was like, holy shit. It's- yeah. It was fucking great, dude. He's a great actor, yeah. dude. Just like, it was just- acted very well. Okay, here's my thing. Everybody besides the four main characters yeah. were such good actors. Well, no, like, was yes, they were. I don't know. like I could Even re- China. I could really- the two females were really good. Yes. Deborah Foreman is the best. Dude. Yeah. Like, um, I didn't know that was her because I guess because it was her hairstyle. Because mm. I was so used to her in, um from Valley Girl that I didn't recognize her until um, she has that sort of like smile yeah. that he could recognize her right away. But she just played it so well. But um, I think all the the cast, yes, I, yeah, that I think before they got to the museum, the 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 four characters 
that go are very um over over overacted. overplayed. Oh yeah, overacted, overacted, overplayed. Yeah, over- Especially like you know, like I need you know, Zach, you know, and Mark, you know, like, I need my coffee. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, there was a little too much. Uh, if they wanted us to like not like them, yeah, as characters, they did really good. Well, at first you don't you, you don't like Bark, but yeah. then you have to end up liking him. Do you though? Because <laughs> I rooted for that motherfucker to die the entire time. I thought he was gonna die too. Yeah, I I I almost wanted a was her name Sarah. Yeah, is it Sarah? Yeah, she. I I like that she ended up being the one that was kind of like the more of like a hero. Yeah, even though she was kind of going through her own shit. Yeah, I would have liked for them to end up kind of making it, but I get it. It's the eighties. Yeah, no one wants to watch a female run movie, right? Unless they're being chased by a slasher. Yeah, um, I don't know. I would have liked for Sarah to be like more of the like the protagonist. Yeah, Mark. Mark was kind of fucking annoying. He was kind. Of, he was kind of annoying. In fact, um, he was kind of um, the. I just read that um, when he caught the movie on the was just back in the day in USA used to have movies at late at night, uh-huh. and they would have a. It would be called USA Up All Night with Gilbert Gottfried, uh-huh. or I forgot, or, or Rhonda Shear. <laughs> Gilbert so, Godfrey. Yeah, so Gilbert Godfrey made a made a joke saying that now we return to Waxwork with Zach Galifian after he ate a whole bunch of cheeseburgers oh because God. his T-shirt was tucked in oh and he hated the fact that like he hated that joke because it made him look fat. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but no, but but um, I th- yeah, the first moments of the film with Zach, he was kind of a dick and an asshole. Yeah, were kind of rooting for him I, to I die. I really didn't like him. Everybody else was. I even thought the mother was gonna be like something to do with the with the storyline. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was up with her too. She, yeah, they made her very creepy. Yeah, like because but you're a big boy, you could have caffeine. Caffeine. <laughs> oh, and then the butler, like you know, like you know, your Jenkins, coffee, Jenkins, your coffee and your nicotine. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like shit. <laughs> sure, bro. <laughs> Honestly, I never seen. I was. I'm so used to seeing uh, Sack Aleph. I'm so used to him from Gremlins. Yeah. And I'm so used to him being the boy next door that to see him smoking, it's kind of like, what the fuck? Fuck it. <laughs> I I think it very much was a movie where everybody was like, it's- we're not going to make a lot of money out of this. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> the friends, the fr- the other friends were cool, like, especially when um when China's like, uh, there's that part, like, you know, like, I do what I want, when I want, with yeah. who. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, bird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I very much. Everybody else besides, like, you know what? I, let me, let me bring that circle down. Everybody's besides the protagonist of the movie. I very much liked more. <laughs> I get that they were trying to like go with like the tropes of the eighties of yeah. having to like. I, I, I think, I think this has definitely seemed like a movie that was like cut together. Yeah, with like a bunch of different ideas. Well, this was written within three days. Really? Yeah. Oh no wonder. The 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 director the director was also the writer. Um his name was um Anthony Anthony uh Hickox. Hickox, yeah. Yeah. He wrote this within three days. Wow. And they That's were sh- hilarious. they were shopping it to like studios and everybody rejected them except uh Vista Brown or Vistatron. Yeah. Yeah, they they at first they were like no, but then they they had second thoughts. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll let you make your movie. And I really I liked it. I liked it, dude. I, just, I liked it. Yeah, I just I think just the exhibits is what kind of like you yeah, said, like the, 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 the vignettes. vignettes of like the short vignettes of like everything. Does 
that's what was giving me like the have you seen is it tales of the hood yeah is it tales of the hood yeah and like um um tales from the crypt they yeah. like where there's like the 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 narrator i guess yeah, the framework and yeah then there's a story and, and then there's like little vignettes of like stories different like lessons yeah you were doing that would have been super cool so because i know you had you you had asked me last time do you think that this would be uh, better as a series oh yeah i think this waxworks like if it would have if it would get like renewed yeah would do really really well as like a like Series. anthology series i could see that too i could yeah. see that, that 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 like like each episode it's somebody going into the the, the wax figuring the wax out figure. dying and then like the if um like the only way to to escape is to like you know come to terms with their you know with whatever their uh peril is yeah and if they don't accept their like if it's about racism like you know if, if the person can't accept that they're racist and they're just making an excuse yeah then they they stay stuck in the, in the exhibit for so and for they all fucking time. die yeah if, if wax that that'd be super cool yeah oh, i man. think it would probably take someone like hulu or like hbo i, I know i i just i've seen seeing hbo yeah or sh- doing really well or shutter because shutter, shutter yeah because shutter did the creep show yeah so they um and they also have that uh discovery of witches and I think Nosferatu. Oh, that's badass. I think I don't know. Uh, yeah, I only see I only see Creep Show under. I think I think you can get like a lot of big names just to do like one episode. Yeah, and it would probably blow up really well. Oh, I I could see that happening because yeah. you can give it your overarching story. Yeah, of like every like episode, there's like a small thing that connects all of them. Yeah, and then like you you would be getting like and then at the very end there's like a season for like yeah finale right where like everything kind of like culminates in this one thing, but you can still kind of get like that like those little vignettes where you don't really have to watch them in an order because it doesn't really like truly have to matter to yeah. like the overarching story. You got me? I got you. That'd be super cool. It it would be it w- it would be, and one thing, um that i like about this is that they use a lot of classic monsters yeah and they they if it wasn't for the licensing because at the time like you know the big names freddy and jason Mm -hmm. and they wanted to use those they wanted to use um uh the thing also and uh what other creature there was another creature that was big at the 80s but they wanted to use those those monsters but Mm -hmm. again they couldn't because of the licensing fees but even um when that Charlie guy goes and he's looking at the Phantom of the Opera and then he mentions the movie and then the Lincoln, it's like they make a movie out of everything. Yeah. That line, like if they would have had something like of Jason, they would have like mentioned it there. Yeah. Like they make a movie out of everything. But it, it's so cool like to see like a different irritation of Dracula and a werewolf. It just Well, Frankenstein's monster was also. Yes. Right? And also like an alien, but like yeah. a, like a 50s alien style. And they had like a witch doctor. Yeah. And oh, they had an invisible man, which was awesome. Like it didn't show up much. Uh, oh, did you did you get that? That I think they had a Clint Eastwood one because really. Well, when uh, he gets the bat and uh-huh. then he says "Make my day" and he blows it up. Oh. <laughs> but they didn't show it. Yeah. They didn't yeah. show Clint Eastwood. I they just, you, they I just heard you. the the Make line. Make my day. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, or do you? I can't remember if it was "Make my day" or "Do you feel lucky." But, but okay. But I gotta, I gotta say this: Was the Marquis de Sade really that evil? Like, I know he was in jail for like writing his 
pornography and exotic things, but yeah. was he really an evil person to be considered in in those exhibits? Like I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I was gonna look that up, but I never did. Yeah, because I don't know if he if if he's considered like maybe like at the time when he was put in jail, he was considered an evil man. Yeah, but I think now some people look at him as like a a revolutionary or something. Or enlightenment. Yeah. I don't see him as being like completely evil. Evil. I mean I didn't I didn't get it at the at the beginning. I mean I didn't <laughs> I watched it twice and I was like, Who the fuck is that guy and why does he seem so important? And I was like, Oh, he he's French. <laughs> Maybe they had something against the French the director. Yeah. yeah. The director doesn't like French people. I know, probably. Oh, and then like the alien the, the alien pod, like, you know, feed me yeah. <laughs> with the little person. That Well, I think that was, like, was it for a call for, like, a... For, for Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, okay, thank you. I was like, did it come out around that time? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Like, this was, um, the musical film came out in 87 or 86. Nice, okay. And this this film was in 85. And, oh, yeah, the the Sir Nigel in his, like, little, like, motorized, like, wheelchair That tank. shit was hilarious, too. <laughs> I fucking love that. It also had like those little like jaw things yeah. in the back. Yeah. <laughs> this movie ramped up so much at the very end because like, the middle was kind of a, like it was a little boring. Not really, but like enough to where it's like eh, I can skip a couple of things. But um, uh, when they go to like when they show up, the the two main characters essentially like were fucked. Like, yeah. we're gonna die. And then everybody else shows up and it's a bunch of just old men. <laughs> I I think that um that for two thirds of the movie, they took themselves way too seriously until the third act. And yeah. then it was just like It was just like a fucking throw it in there. <laughs> yeah. Just it's like the third act was just like throwing yeah. shit on the wall and see what sticks because that's and it, it was it was a good part. It was, it was fucking was, hilarious, bro. I loved it. And especially in um yeah, Zach Galifian is a terrible sword sword uh, sword yeah. fighter. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck he he won. <laughs> he won by well, chance. he didn't actually. She killed the yeah. other guy. Yeah, she killed the other guy. Yeah, just he totally like because like because he was the marquee was playing with him. Like he unarms him, they gives kept him the sword, him the fucking sword, yeah. and he still kept losing. I I like that like. Um, that the main character was still a little bitch at the end. <laughs> and his girl was the one that, like, had to save his ass. That was a very much a, like, um, a nice trope that, like, wasn't done. Where that girl was, like, like a damsel in distress. Yeah. And he had to keep, like, keeping her. She was putting up her own fucking fight. And I yeah. love that. That was fucking awesome. I, I, if he was smart enough, if Mark was smart enough, he would have done an Indiana Jones thing. No, it's... Yeah, yeah. That's fucking hilarious. If he would have, like, the first time he got on arms, yeah. it's like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Do you know why he did that? Uh, um, He had a horrible diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were supposed to do, they were supposed to plan this, like, amazing fight scene between, like, be- like him and, like, the other guy. Yeah. And Harrison Ford was shitting himself, <laughs> just dying <laughs> and he was like i'm not gonna fucking do it like and they're like bro like we got all these people you gotta fucking do something and he was just like just just follow along and they're like so they 
take out the sun. He just fucking shoots the guy, and they're like, "Well, that's the take. Let's go. <laughs> like, let's go." Because Harrison Ford was fucking dying. Those movies were, um, according to Harrison Ford, um, were horrible. <laughs> oh wow! No, not not in that sense. Like, I I don't think he likes being part of no nerd culture. Oh, he yeah. like basically destroyed his body doing those movies. Uh, did you ever see that episode of of Conan? Of Conan? Where um, Jordan comes out with the fucking with uh, the Falcon, with the Falcon, and then oh, 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 he fucking just <laughs> drops it. His face was destroyed, dude. And it's hilarious too because I I think Jordan was like very much super excited to see him, and uh, I'm a big Conan fan, by the way. Yeah, and um, dude, and he's like, here, let me sign it. He gets like a fucking pen, just signs like random shit and just throws it at him. I thought that was fucking hilarious, dude. Oh my god, <laughs> that's racist shit, man. He's the best. Yeah. Who is this Mr. Lincoln? Well, he had his own waxworks show in San Francisco, but it failed before he started working for your grandfather. He murders my grandfather 40 years ago, and yet he still doesn't look a day over 50. <laughs> if you sold your soul to the devil, you'd never age either. Sell my soul? Any student of black magic can do it. <laughs> totally lost. I'm bringing it back down. <laughs> that, that Lincoln... Um, he was a pretty good, like, um, evil mastermind, I guess you say. Yeah. Because he was pretty much calm until um his butler killed that cop. He was like, he didn't have to kill him. Or like, and then the big guy was all crying. Yeah. And I think that was cool. Like, a touch in the film, like, he does that last scare before he comes out of the wax. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a good movie, dude. Like, I remember seeing this when I was thinking, like, eight. Mm-hmm. We rented it at the from the blockbuster. No, no, there used to be a, a mom and pop place here called National Video. Before, I before I think I remember that. Yeah, I know we're like not very like closer, but I think I remember there being a national. Yeah, because like there was there was, uh, on, was it down south. Uh, there, you know here on um on San Bernardo Street. Yes. Um, next to the Lax, there's that building there. Uh-huh. Okay, that used to be a video store. Okay. And they used to be National Video, and then it got bought out and became West Coast Video. Mm. And then also, oh, you know what? That's probably what I'm thinking. And West Coast Video was also um, in the South Park Laredo um, on Guadalupe Street. Yeah, it was there, and it was also on the on Saunders in front of the the lot the 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 big lots. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it I used remember to be, that. They used I to be there, but then they all like you know, they all went way of the dodo bird and disappeared. It sucks, but I remember seeing this film back when I was young, and oh. occasionally I would see pictures of it. But like, I it's been a long time since I've seen this film. I haven't seen, I didn't see it again until sometime last year. And then I'm like, oh, like you know, let's do this film because like, yeah, I just wanted to see like some, honestly, like I wanted to see like some classic monsters, but also like with like a with a modern twist. It was very camp. Yes, I loved it. It was, and this was the kind of camp that I kind of like, where it's like camp, but it doesn't know it's camp. Yeah. And oh god, like I, I did the, I did a research on camp, but it's like there's like three different styles, and yeah, I'll, I'll, remember, I'll look it up later. Uh huh. But um, but this was pretty good. Again, like for two thirds of the movie, it was so serious and a yeah. little bit over the top, 
and then the the, the final it just goes all all over it the was, place. It, yeah, the first two thirds of the movie was acted extremely like yeah serious, and then the last fight scene was just hilarious. Especially that I cop when he it. when he takes the cop to the wax wax the wax museum. Yeah, and the cop's like you know like shut up, sit down and stay right there. Like that was very over the top. Yeah. And then when he's in his office and he's just looking at stuff and it's like, like very like okay maybe he's on to something. Yeah. But it was a pretty good film, dude. I mean, I I liked it. Oh, what did you think of the effects? I liked it because I liked them. They were they were a lot of practical. They were so much practical. I yeah. mean, like they everything was in there. There was yeah, like it was. the werewolf transformation, the Dracula with the fangs, yeah. the blood splatters. Even like the, you know, like the wavy blue thing when they're going into the, into the portals of the exhibits. Uh-huh. That was so eighties. That was a just... very nice CGI. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I I I think I've spoken about this. I love it when a movie does practical effects and yes. they do it extremely well. Yeah, yeah. A lot of puppetry on here. Well, not. You know, I think I did see a gremlin, or like a gremlin-like creature. I don't remember, but yeah, but the hand moving around that whole um, yeah, um, me- mechanical thing, yeah, like there was a lot of homages to um, just a lot of everywhere, dude. Like from classic. Whose universe. hand was it at the end? It was a zombie hand oh, from okay. the zombie exhibit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you know there's a sequel of this film? Really? Yeah. It's and it's not that good. No. No, like <laughs> Deborah Foreman didn't come back. Oh. Uh, see, they replaced Sarah with another actress because oh. um. Uh, yeah, uh, Deborah and the director Anthony were dating, but they had a messy breakup, so mm. she declined to come back for the sequel. Yeah. And they got a different actress. Zach came back, and I think Sir Nigel came back as a bird. Yeah, I know his his voice only came back, and he was like animating animating the bird. <laughs> yeah, so it's. I think the second one is more camp. Yeah, because it's called it's called Waxwork Two: Lost in Time. And they have, like, a pendulum where they're, like, jumping around from place to place. And they're basically, um, ha- they're, well, maybe we'll do it one day. Uh-huh. They're doing a whole bunch of other hovers, like, like, kaiju hover, like, slasher hover, alien okay, hover. Okay, yeah. So it's, but, again, like, it's, instead of being a wax museum, it's, like, they're just going to, like, different portals. Yeah. Dimensions. That's, that's what they say. Like, it's, like, a different dimension where they go to in part two. So, it's okay. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get to it eventually. But, um, where else do we have here? What did you think of the music, though? I loved the soundtrack. Yes, the soundtrack was actually really, really well. Yes, it was really well, well uh, put together. Really, really well put together, especially in the vignettes. Yes, yes, because like the the vignettes for the werewolf, the the music was pretty good mm-hmm. and intense. And the Dracula was very like very gothicy feel, and the mummy exhibit I think it was like more like intense. Yeah, I, again I keep going back to like I almost feel like the vignettes were the were the strong points of the movie, and and the actual storyline, yeah, was not as strong. Also, uh, I I I did also see that like they weren't really putting a lot of mu- like music when they um when like the characters were on like just regular life oh, i guess if that yes. makes sense so that, i noticed that they weren't really putting a lot of music i just realized that you're right yeah it was 
It's like when they go into the exhibits, it's like that's when you like the, the music comes in and like it sets the tempo and it's oh my god, yeah. dude, wow, fuck yeah. Yeah. So like when when they were like in class or like they were just walking around, there was no music. It was just them talking. It was very awkwardly made like awkwardly um uh edited, I guess. Yeah. And then when they were going to the vignettes, I- I- vignettes whenever someone was dying the music was great yeah and i guess it's to like kind of like promote the fact that it's like death yeah good it's, <laughs> it's funny to mention like the the editing because that's one thing i forgot to mention that the 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 vampire scene was supposed to happen first before the werewolf oh okay but they decided to go with their werewolf to set the the style of how things were okay because the if you if you look at it that the the vampire scene was very like chill and calm and yeah. like like intense and it doesn't really like get you not like the werewolf one where it's like very like fast paced and just like gets you like what oh, shit and well like, again like you know savagery with the animal so yeah it kind of like set it up for like what you're getting into so it was pretty good and i do have to mention the teacher <laughs> the yeah. professor it was very weird with the whole Nazi flag and shit. I know. He was... I, I That shit would not slide today. That way he was very much, like, supporting. <laughs> I, it's just weird because, like... Well, in the 80s, we would have professors... Well, I guess, like, in 80s films, there would be, like, professors like that. That yeah. over-the-top college professor. And... Or was it high school? Was this college or high school? It was college. Oh, wow, I thought it was high school. No, no, no. I, well, I think it was college. Oh, then, I feel it was college. Yeah. Well, it's weird because, like, when um, when Mark comes in pretending to be sick, and like, oh, like, that is, <laughs> he's just, he, the professor just stands on the podium, like, okay, <laughs> he just gave up. But it was, like, so 80s when they're running down the hallway, and, like, Sarah's going, like, we're going to get expelled, we're going to get all this and that, and I'm just like, wow, like, this is so like eighties teens. Yeah. Like it is supposed to be eighties teens, but like it's just like it felt for that one second it was really like like an eighties teen drama instead of a horror comedy. But Oh, and then he gets the maid to write the essay. Oh yeah. I thought that show was hilarious. It surprised me that she was Mexican. <laughs> and she starts speaking Spanish and I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, they're racist. That's a racist family. They have a Mexican as a maid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then when he's right there reading the paper, my dictators are very bad men. Mad men. Short they... hair. <laughs> shiny mustaches. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. <laughs> uh, it's the 80s. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Everything about this movie screamed the 80s. What kind of a rating would you give this, like, between one and five? Uh, if I had to rate it, it was a... Mm, I really liked it. I, 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 There was a bunch of things that I would have improved, but I know hindsight yeah. is twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Um, You're talking about the maid, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to give it a two out of five. Two out of five. Two out of five. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah? I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I, was, I really enjoyed it. It... it, it, it it does. I'm not um, um, not just an it's not just a nostalgia thing for me, but it's just very, it's just very stupid. Like, yeah, like this, I can get lost in this. I cannot take seriously. <laughs> <laughs> not trying to bring up the dark, dark shadows thing, but no. 
<laughs> but it's just like very good. I yeah. liked it a lot. Like you know, I got is, you. This is the kind of shit that I grew up with, and it was pretty cool. It was pretty good and cheesy. Like the the monsters effects were awesome. Yeah, they were the practical effects. I, I, I I'm I'm just like so in in love and enamored by the werewolf. The way it looked. Yeah, it was. It was really nicely made too. Because you don't see werewolves like that done. Yeah, like, you know, like now. Nowadays, werewolves are mostly done by CGI. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, the, again, I, I I hate to beat a fucking old horse already. Too late. But yeah, fuck them. <laughs> uh, I I love practical effects. If yeah. it's done correctly, yeah. Jesus Christ, is is it just beautiful? Yes. And this movie did do practical effects really well. Yes, they did. There was like so much like the some of these things. I think the werewolf took eighteen days. Wow, and even and they and it wasn't just doing like a person in a costume moving around. Yeah, they had to do like another, they had to do like a wax figure. Well, you know, like a like something of a werewolf just sitting down. Yeah, so they had to do the makeup twat. You know that dude? They have but like. Can I say though, this movie did very much like the 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 script. Yeah, sounds like it was done in three yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the. The like it could have done with some like editing. Yeah, yeah. The way that they were talking was a little awkward. Well, yeah, because they were talking. This guy, the guy was talking, was thinking that this is how kids talk these days. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> well, at that time, like imagine like if someone today was writing a script and they were thinking like kids still talk like they were in the nineties, <laughs> or oh, oh, like um. I don't know if, well, at the time of this recording, um, the episode of South Park came out with, with teenagers, and all the teenagers were like, you don't understand. I hate you. Or like, leave me alone. I'm sorry I'm not so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what, I'm pretty sure, like, that's pretty much what, you know, yeah. they think teenagers they, are now. Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, they are <laughs> like that. I don't know. It was. I mean, it was a really fun movie. Yeah, it was a really, really fun movie. I liked it a lot. I did too. Uh, the the script and the acting was probably for me what like. What was your um before we end um, what was your favorite moment? Mm. Hmm. I I'm between the werewolf and the vampire one. You know what? No. Um, when the mummy squishes the the old guy's head with his foot. Oh yeah, that shit was nice. Yes, yeah, that was really well done. I'm pretty sure it was paper mache. Yeah, it's pretty sure like a balloon or something where you just squish and it was just like the the crunching effect that they added yeah. to it was fucking hilarious. It was just a yeah, that's super cool, dude. That's cool. Also, like when um when they do these things like when they film this stuff sometimes they don't they don't get the right sound so then they'll go to like a like a sound effects person yeah. and they'll be right there like like you know like breaking lettuce yeah or glass or eggs just to get like the effect like if something's breaking like if a head is getting crushed and also the the steak tartar that was made out of um watermelon strawberry and some other stuff that's like, badass so the, to give it to make it look like if it was red and like the blood, yeah. the I think the blood was cranberry sauce or something makes sense. It was very well lit. Yes, it was very well lit. It was very nice. Where it, it there was 
light where you need it there to be yes. light. And especially with the werewolf and the vampires like vignettes, it was very much like a, I understand this is in like the God knows how many ages ago. Yeah. And it was like, there's very little candlelight. It didn't seem like it was just like some fucking light bulb on the side of them. Yeah. Like it was very well lit. Oh, they used gaslighting because you saw her like turn the yeah. the tube and like the gaslight for like the where the the, the fiance was. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I have to mention. Like the fact that like half of his leg, his was- fucking leg was missing, and then the rat was biting on it, yeah. and he was like, ah, ah, ah. that shit was fucking nice. <laughs> I keep then- going with that. The strong part of this movie is the vignettes. Yes, it, it was, dude. Especially like. When the Stefan, like, you know, like, rips a piece of meat yeah. off to eat. Just, that was fucking cool. It's, like, shit. Like, wow, man. I'm, this is, a, again, like, I like this film. Like, yeah, it was a really cool movie. Yeah, man. I, I keep going to that. that I, I feel like maybe this this could be, like, redone. Yeah. As a, like, a, like as a an series. anthology series. Yeah, I, I could see that happening, too. And like I said, like, you know, like each, like, you know, the people can't escape until they learn their lesson. Yeah, something Or they like realize that. the error of their ways. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. Well, you know, if, if if they don't realize it, then they they stay stuck in the exhibit forever. Kind of again, like a morality tale. Yeah. So, um, closing thoughts. I I loved it. Uh huh. It was a good movie. You're right. Uh, um, can't wait to see the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that soon. Um, if you say it was kind of shitty, then well, I, I'm gonna love it. Um, uh, we'll get to that soon. We'll get to that soon. Um, yeah, man, it was really good. It, it was very much a surprise. I was, I was kind of coming in with like, I was thinking it was gonna be kind of like um, a more of a horror, like suspenseful thing. Uh-huh. And I and I very much came off. Now I don't know if it's supposed to be a horror comedy. Yeah, but it very much came off as a horror comedy. It, it did. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I fucking loved it. It was, dude. And I, I we love this film. Like you know, it's been I only seen it a few times when I was a kid, and I haven't seen it ever since. Like I said, and I just saw it again last year, and I thought, oh, this is something that we should talk about. Yeah, especially since I um not to name drop, but it's because again I met the the main actress Sarah. Oh, uh, okay. Deborah Foreman. I met her uh, this past weekend at the uh, New Brownsville. Yeah, and she was super nice, super cool, and yeah, dude. Like, I just like you know, like oh, I'm gonna meet her. Like, I wanna talk about one of her films because I haven't talked about one of her films yet. Yeah. So it it took itself seriously when it took itself yeah. when it needed to take itself seriously. Yes. Um, it made us not like the characters. Yes. So that when they died you were happy about it yeah I it, did. and um and then it, it gave at least for sarah it gave her a good story yes i don't know about the other guy but <laughs> um i feel like for an 80s movie maybe unintentionally but it very much did like a pseudo like um um heroine yes her- or where she was very much the badass at the end and he was kind of like a shitty like yeah. swordsman. Yeah, I was gonna say that shitty swordsman. Yeah, everybody else was helping him out more than he like he was. Yeah, in itself, and I I really love that because I was hoping that they weren't like gonna do kind of like the damsel in his distress and this guy who's never done anything with his life has like yeah yeah I thought it was pretty cool. It was it was pretty cool, dude. And um, shout outs. Do you have any shout outs to give? Um, no, 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 no. I think I think for this week. Um, 
yeah, I think we're good. I mean, all about you. Any recommendations? Uh, as in for what? Uh, series, movies, TV shows. Um, if you guys haven't watched Peacemaker, y'all should fucking watch it. That shit's hilarious. Really? I'll, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, I've, HBO. I've been, yeah, I'll check. I've been meaning to check it out. I'm just kind of lazy about it. Yeah, dude. It's it's it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, it plays with the like um superhero aspects of things. Okay. Very loosey goosey. Cool. It's fucking hilarious. I loved it. I uh. Ah, uh, what else? I haven't really been watching a lot of stuff. Cool. Um, I have my recommendation. Um, shit. Uh, oh, I recommend Pet Cemetery because I just Pet watched. Pet Cemetery. It. Actually, I'm actually when I was on, when I, oh the original. The original. In fact, okay. I, when I was on the road, I was hearing the audiobook. Mm. So yeah, I recommend the movie and the audiobook. The original movie from 1990, and the audiobook because that shit's pretty scary, and. That's that's uh, pretty much all we got for you today. So, um, thank you, Tim, for um, yeah, coming no, of on course, again. man. I'm always happy to come in. Awesome, awesome, and um, thank you, everybody, new and old listeners, for sitting down and listening to us discuss some um, waxwork from 1988, starring Zach Galligan and not Zach, not Zach Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis, Zach Zach Galligan from Gremlins, and the lovely Deborah Foreman. So. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us, and we'll be back on the next episode. So, uh, love is love, and horror is horror. Thank you, guys. Thank you.